I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, this is the COB, brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Hello and welcome to the COB. It's great to have your company this afternoon. My name's Kyle Rotter and I'm with Danny Akuye. Uh, Danny, well, um, there wasn't that much follow through in local trade, but the inflation number in the States was broadly welcome. And well, we have finished higher today. We have. I've got the uh, S&P uh, 200, ASX 200s, I should say, up 0.3 of a percent and uh, very much in the material sector. Uh, there we go. The SIBO 200 also up about just over three tenths of a percent. But again, you had to look into the different sectors because there is a lot of uh, well, basically profit taking going on in healthcare, whereas the uh, mining stocks are going gangbusters. So I've got the materials sector up about 2.4%. Mm-hmm. And uh, within that, BHP putting on just over 3%. And of course, there's so much speculation, isn't there, that China is going to have uh, a stimulus package and Dalian iron ore futures are going for a bit of a run at the moment. They did. In fact, we'll get to those three themes because I think that's um, you know really touching some of those bases there. And well, you did mention that, uh, well, China uh, story, that potential sugar hit, I suppose you could say, uh, when it comes to, to policy. Now, there was that uh, cut to the repo rate yesterday, but, uh, but the, the report... That was fairly small. That though. was small, but yeah. what's, what was um, circulating in the, obviously, the, the group chat amongst the team today was that a potential cut tomorrow expected from the five-year loan prime rate. That's significant because that's the rate that the PBOC uses to target its property sector. Right. And that would be fairly significant. Okay. There's a bit of a shift in terms of, oh, I suppose, attitude to, to leverage in the space. And then also, well, what try areas of the economy it's trying to sort mm. of, I guess, stimulate. Yep, absolutely. Well, certainly uh, the speculators are speculating that, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as they would, those speculators. Exactly. Okay, so that's the, the China story. You did talk about the, uh, the healthcare uh, issue uh, there. We obviously have to talk on this, uh, about this Fed meeting this evening. A uh, skipper reports is the question now. A holds uh, a hike seems to be ha- taken out of the equation because of those CPI figures. But again, is this um, something of a end to the rate hiking campaign or are we just sort of putting an eyes for a little while? Well, that's a really good question. It could all turn out to be a little bit of a yawn like the CPI was last night. I mean, market went down, then market went up, and the market mm. might equally digest, you know, a hawkish pause. Mm. Um, I am no better, you know, acquainted with what the Fed's going to do than any other expert out mm. there. But the market is basically saying they're going to pause. Yeah, we'll be up it? at 4 a.m. this morning. Making no, sure their life. I definitely will not be up at 4 a.m. <laughs> watching that. Thank you very much. No, no, I mean, sometimes I can't sleep and I'll flick it on, but no, normally I'll probably just out. Uh, Wait, I uh, mean, I, wait I, until look, the alarm goes off. Even if, even if they do, because I tweeted, because Mason Summersunder mm. was saying that, you know, mm. they might raise given what the RBA and the Bank of Canada has done. Yeah. But even if they do that, they're just pulling forward 
a rate hike maybe from July into June yep. saying, well, we'll do it now and then da-da-da. So I think the market's just looking at the fact that we're near the end. I'd be profoundly surprised if they if they hike tonight. It was oh, just well. so telegraphed. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit. But um, but like you said, there is still another hike basically being priced in uh, in the future. But let's get across some of the sectors that uh, that we wanted to follow. Yeah, so um, here's healthcare and yep. uh, we'll, we'll get to the CLC, CS, pardon me, CSL news in just a moment. But there you can see it sort of spread throughout Absolutely. The, uh, the space. Uh, moving forward the as mining. well, uh, are we looking uh, at the, well, what have we got? Is it the miners next? There we go, major yep. miners. Um, broadly stronger, and again, that that you have to say is that that China story would be fantastic if we saw some support for the property sector for our local miners. Absolutely, and particularly like look at Fortescue, you know, up almost four point eight percent. So uh, very much, it'd be interesting to see what mineral resources have done. They're probably up seven percent. Yeah. So basically, some of those higher cost producers um, definitely rallying off the back of the expectation that iron ore prices might start to move up. And then we get if the uh, technology sector, because we're big rotation. Uh, I do know a couple of the brokers, Wise Tech Global, they're just basically saying that, you know, might want to take a little bit off mm. the table at the moment. I think they moved, might have been City from an accumulate to a hold. But really, it's no surprise given how far and how fast they've run. Yeah, especially yesterday, we had yeah, you know, basically zero. Yeah, hugely, yeah. Yes, you're, you're in a bit high as Wise Tech at, at, at all time highs. And almost the definition, I think, of a sort of a profit-taking pullback, right? I think we actually saw the sector up very slightly in the first stages of the day's Absolutely. trade from memory, and then everyone said, okay, well, that's that's enough yeah. of that for a little while. So uh, we'll keep an eye on there. But um, corporate news of the day, CSL. Absolutely. Um, uh, profit, profit downgrade, which, I mean, other than the sort of shocks around the pandemic and they had all those issues with collections, what have you, was pretty rare. It almost returned, it would seem, to sort of market-darling status there for a moment, but um, or maybe it's just not completely out of the wars yet. Uh, a lot of it had to do with currency translation, particularly right. now that they've got um, a lot more business exposure between the UK, Europe, China, the yuan being weak against the US dollar, and also to something to do with the translations here in Australia because they're investing a lot of money. I think the analysts will probably, like they take the currency on the chin and because you downgrade full year 23 earnings, okay, yeah. therefore you have to downgrade full year 24, and they're still yeah. expecting between 13 to 18% growth for full year 24. A lot of the analysts listening to the call were really wanting to talk about some of the other elements of the business, like the bearing margin. So this is the, the blood plasma, the blood yeah. collection, that the margins still haven't returned to those previous levels pre-COVID, but we might hear more about that because I think it might be the stock of the day. It is, and we'll get to that in a few moments. We'll just skip over very quickly. Uh, Auckland Airport uh, was also down today. Obviously, that's up over the last 12 months. Who can, who, who's surprised? We had the, the, the reopening border um, uh, story some, there. Yeah. Uh, no, there was news there. It's, uh, I think the, the dividend pay, uh, payout ratio is going to be That's um, correct. Reduced. Yeah, they uh, were going to reduce that. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's, that was a, sort of a headwind there to, to that and down 3.7%. The other one was um, uh, IDP Education, okay. which came up with a, uh, well, upgrade actually in terms of um, expectations, profit guidance, which, well, we have obviously seen that company in the wars or the share price in the wars in the last couple of weeks because of some, well, I guess you'd say regulatory changes perhaps in Canada. Um, but, uh, oh, it looks like it even finished lower for the day. So that was a very short-lived rally. Um, it was higher briefly. But um, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll move on uh, from, from that one perhaps. Um, okay, 
Well, we did say CSL was the stock of the day, a core holding in so many portfolios. And we had all the three lads together, Henry Jennings, uh, Andrew Violence, and well, David Koch was uh, the host talking about CSL. Bottom line, it's a quality business, but always hostage to what's going to be happening with currency. If you could be sort of getting it in that 250, 260, ideally, that's Andrew the miserable, Andrew the realistic. There'll probably be another couple of days of uh, of weakness as uh, EPS um, earnings downgrades come through. And if you can get it 260s, 270s, I'd be all over this one like a cheap suit. It is a quality business under pressure in the short term, but long term, uh, what's it delivered long term? So the last five years, it's returned around 11.5% per annum. Yeah. Um, it's a really good business. So it's 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 a watch, but uh, come back to me in a couple of days' time, 250 to 270, that's uh, the buy range. The, the problem, I guess, is that CSL always upgrades. It never disappoints. Right. Um, and this time it has disappointed. But as Andrew says, let's wait a couple of days, see where it settles. But around 275, I mean, it's probably great buying there. But Okay, well, again, it's, would you say that it still has market darling status overall? I mean, it was uh, such a winner before the pandemic. I'd be amazed if it still doesn't. It's got to do a lot more than just this um, yeah. because currencies, clearly on translation, they impact a lot of companies. Yeah. The bearing thing, on the other hand, the analysts are going to want to see um, runs on the board in terms of Vifor and all the other operations doing well. Currency translations, you can kind of work mm. with that. Yeah, yeah. But margins and those things are actually important. And I think that's, we'll wait and see what the brokers say tomorrow, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they're focusing on. Yeah, that's far more fundamental, I yeah. suppose. Um, yeah. Well, let's get a view of our guest for the afternoon, Mark Garner from Macro Capital. is at the desk, as always, on a Wednesday. Mark, great to see you. Good Have to start know. with the CSL question. Um, it used to be a stock that really, well, I traded with a lot of momentum for a while and used to trend. Um, it seems to be very range bound now, and well, you know, I thought maybe we'd see a turnaround in that uh, recently. But again, back to around two ninety per share. How are you seeing the stock at the moment? Yeah, we've been playing the range for quite a long while now, um, since the pandemic, basically, and. Um and look, every time it gets up around that 310 mark, um, you know, particularly, it's always wise to be trimming out. Um, we sort of had a, we, we've been trimming out recently. We're down to, it's a core position for us, but we're down to, you know, our lightest. Um, and look, we didn't, we certainly didn't expect them to downgrade today. Um, there was a, probably a little little bit of luck involved there, but, you know, you it, uh, it is one of those sort of situations where we were going to wait until, um, you know, July, August when there was going to be some reporting because I think um, that expansion in their, uh, you know, in their blood plasma collection fleet um, and, and obviously, you know, slow down in the US economy, um, we, we figured basically that they, uh, the plasma would pick up um, mm. or at least start to pick up and then obviously Vifor would be adding more, um, you know, more EPS uh, value um, value add. So um, and obviously, yeah, in the constant currency, they did miss by eight hundred odd million, um, according to RBC. I think was uh, was around about the same as everyone else. Um, it was about twenty percent lower. But um, but yeah, it, I think it probably presents a buying opportunity overall. I we'll see what the brokers say tomorrow. Um, 
but you know healthcare does well in uh, in a slowing economy and um, CSL's obviously acquired very smart um, and they've done a lot of great things over the pandemic which uh, you, know, you can't just expect a stock to go up forever but um, I'd sort of I would I would say at some stage this year um, we will we'll break out to uh, you know above that three twenty five high but uh, we'll, we'll probably have to wait till the report um, in August. So you'd pick it up here potentially? Uh, probably I'd probably wait till tomorrow at least and just see what see what comes through uh, for, in the general sentiment. But um, be, be starting to edge back in now. But yeah, from two eighty down to two sixty is always a pretty decent buy range. Um, we keep making high lows all the time if you have a look at the daily chart. Um, so yeah, you'd be starting to uh, starting to buy back in. But we we've been got upgraded by three brokers not five five working days ago. So. Um, with price targets around that 350 mark, uh, and I, you know, whilst this has been a mildly disappointing result, it, um, you know, I may, we may we may see a little bit of a little bit more selling over the next couple of days because it usually it's just relied upon that CSL always delivers a great update, so mm. it might have caught a few people who were um, potentially you know trying to trying to play for a breakout to the upside um, into the number, maybe just caught them out a little bit. Mm. Mm, absolutely. So tonight, a pause and potentially a soft landing. Oh, what about a skip? Can we skip or we pause or do we hold or, or do we hike? What do you do? Um, yes, whatever you, sorry, a skip, yes. Whatever, whatever you want to call it, we're going to hike sometime in the next four and a half weeks. <laughs> so I don't think it really matters. Uh, if I was the Fed, I'd hike tonight. Um, and, I'd, and then I think that sort of does the job for them. I think if they pause or skip or whatever you want to call it, that um, sort of just it just drags things on a little bit. Um, I think it, they they they, sh- they can't be liking equity valuations up here. Mm. Um, so why, if you're going to just go in, you know, four weeks' time, why not really shock the market and go tonight? So I mean, look, I I favour them hiking, even though it's only a five percent chance. I'd be very much in the minority, and I normally would go with consensus, but. I really don't see the point in delivering a hawkish pause um, when they could probably do you know, deliver almost a fifty. It'd be the the response to a fifty basis point hike um, essentially, which is what they want to do. They want to they want to calm things down um, in terms of you know inflation, asset prices, and things like that. So why not shock the market like the uh, RBA and the RBA mm, and the um, Bank of Canada have done? And um, if for the sake of four weeks, I mean, does it make any difference? I don't think it does. So, um, yeah, but as I said, 95% chance of uh, from the Fed Monitor tool um, off investing.com, which is usually pretty reliable, but then next month's about 60, 70% um, of a hike. So, yeah, we will hike sometime in the next four and a half weeks. So, um, I don't think it makes any difference if they skip tonight. It'll all be about the um, the statement afterwards. I think the yeah. S&P for the last six uh, FMC meetings has dropped a percent after the Fed mm. delivers its statement, no matter what they've said. So, um, so yeah, I'm probably not looking for a rally from here, that's for sure, no matter what they say. Interesting. Okay, so it might be all in, in, in the price then. I mean, I guess that uh, sort of begs the question, I mean, do we see a soft landing eventually? Does this, you know, set us up for a for sort of Goldilocks scenario? <laughs> what are your thoughts? If you go back and look at the last three recessions, the markets have tended to do this. They've tended to rally into the recession and then get hit really hard. So mm. um, bond yields are sitting at three-month highs mm. and the, the yield curve's at 86 under still, the two's tens. Um, mm. 
So, and realistically, equity prices don't don't actually turn to the downside mm. until that yield curve starts to come back up yep. again. Um, but that, you know, where, where it's sitting at the moment is essentially, you know, one of the lowest points in 40 odd years. Um, and I would expect the, um, you know, that contracting money supply is, uh, I think Apple's got a couple of downgrades recently, but mm. the, the mega caps have kept on rallying. Um, you've got PE in those, those big seven mega caps. Um, Sitting at you know either record highs or two two or three year highs, so the market's super expensive. Um, I'd probably be more concerned about you know looking into next month around about July fourteen the quarterly earnings kick off again, mm. and there is no way based on the economic numbers that these um, these mega caps are going to be be able to hold these levels when they update. So um, I think well you know I think it's possibly it's just inevitable that we see these come back down. They're all consumer cyclical stocks. These stocks, and they're all they're all rallying on um, you know on a thesis of forward earnings from you know that's five or ten years away sometimes. Mm. So um, so yeah, look, and obviously China as well. I think that's really helped our market today. That sort of brought that value yeah. back. The US last night was the first time in ages uh, the material sector was the strongest sector in the mm, states. Mm. So the material sector on the market maps. Kind of like our IT sector, it's I think, a tiny little spot on their uh, on the S and P five hundred market map, but um, it's been a long time coming, and obviously people are getting pushed back into cyclicals a little bit there. Um, you know, I think both on the on the China move yesterday, um, they've also China's also announced some tax cuts for businesses as well, oh, okay. uh, particularly targeted at the property sector. So um, so that should be pretty good for those value that value into the market, but um, yeah, we. I think uh, iron ore is twenty percent off its low from a, less than a month ago, probably about two, two or three weeks ago. Right. So, we're things are all over the place at the moment, and mm, um, lots of rotation. Lots of rotation, but it's just a lot of correlations just completely breaking down. So, um, it's it was nice to see we jump back up in mineral resources today, because um, obviously lithium stocks around them, you know, mm. in that sector have been going back towards highs. Mm. Um, and iron ore uh, stocks have been going up and poor old Minres has got both and they've been lingering down here at the lows. So um, that's probably that's probably one that if we're going to continue this materials rally, that's a laggard that when it gets on a run, it goes pretty hard. So, mm. And it's got around that $72 mark and mm. most of the brokers have got $100 plus price targets on that. Yeah, absolutely. Mark, really great insights as always. It's going to be a crack in 24 hours. And I think we do see you again in the next couple of days on uh, on the show. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch base then. But um, no Mark Gardner, Macro Capital, thanks for your time. Cheers. Thank you, Mark. Okay. Well, uh, let's get to the leaders and laggards. Okie dokie, starting with the leaders and uh, well, hopefully, and well, there, there you go, is, there's mineral rest. resources uh, like Lazarus uh, rising from, well, not quite the deep, but it's uh, <laughs> apparently back from uh, some, some some recent lows. Uh, Fortescue is actually quite quite the same. It was below 20 bucks a share uh, yep. briefly a couple of weeks ago um, in far more comfortable territory, perhaps uh, in uh, closer to 22, perhaps for, for investors really. Uh, very much just uh, well, a critical. I'm not too if sure if there's too much news around that, but mostly a not very sure. commodity-centric kind of day. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as we can see too, some of those lithium plays, Orkham, also going for a run. I'll tell you what, I just had a really interesting conversation um, 
very quickly with Tim mm. Buckley talking about oh. the solar module capacity coming on in China. It oh. is just humongous, the numbers of capacity going on in solar and batteries and all of that. It's actually worth listening to because it is quite staggering to get your head around. Just the scale of it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, these lithium plays, well, you know, they probably are due a bit of a re-rating again. Yeah, and uh, well, when China wants to mobilise something, that seems to be what it does very, very well. The factory is well. 19 times bigger than the largest new factory that's going to be built in America yeah. for solar modules. Yeah, okay. 19 times. It is, it is amazing. <laughs> I was reading one of those um, blog posts from Noel Pinion, whatever his, I can't remember his full name, but he's a, the commentator, economic commentator in the United States. And he was just talking about, you know, if there's one thing the Chinese do, does well, it's mobi mobilizing capital and people. Yes. And just, you know, building, you know, train stations and all sorts of things in, in yeah. nine hours, things that would take us months and months and months in, in the West. Obviously, has its uh, drawbacks, but nevertheless, um, obviously, China very much making concerted move in that solar area. But let's move to the laggards now, because while well, CSL will probably be close to the top, indeed, it is the biggest loser for the day, down almost 7% and back below $300 per share. Yeah, off its lows though. I think it was yeah. off more than that. So maybe some buying coming in. I can actually check out the volumes and yeah. see how they were. Well, yeah, take a look at that. You know, Paladin Energy as well is a, another that we often keep an eye out for. It was down by 6.5% today. Um, actually a bit of a mixed bag. We've got our, um, I suppose, uh, Punter's favourite when it comes to Brain AI ship. on our market, Brainship, exactly. Uh, Auckland uh, yep. Airport, we also spoke about the um, more cuts to the dividend payout ratio. Um, yep. that's, Investors uh, do not that. like that. No, you never do. You never do. No. Um, Capricorn, uh, gold has pulled back a little bit. So one that yep. we might be um, talking a bit about tomorrow too, depending on what the Fed does, um, if uh, if they do what Mark suggests they, they might do, or perhaps ought to do, and, and hike by 25, you would imagine gold might be in the wars tomorrow, perhaps? Well, it, I, there was an upgrade today to Evolution Mining uh, oh. by one of the brokers just saying that, um, you know, had been to visit a couple of their mines, like the quality of the mines, and just felt that it was time to uh, start adding there. So really, maybe for some of the people that like gold, some of these miners that have been sold off might be worth having a look at. Okay, dig around for some of those gold miners, perhaps. Um, let's push on to the small caps now. Um, anything there that floats your boat, Danny? Uh, I don't even know what Aperionics is. No, it's but a bit it sounds embarrassing. Rubicon Water, uh, Mount Gibson Iron Ore. Well, I assume that's off the, you know, iron ore prices going for a bit of a run. Perhaps so. There's uh, yeah, a few, few uh, materials names and their mining names there. Um, again, a little bit more volatile, typically speaking. So there you go. Uh, let's go to the laggards now, and just in terms of the small caps, Challenger Gold. Oh, uh, that's a bit nasty. Uh, that's um, sometimes can have well, people people are very opinionated about right. freelance on, on Twitter sometimes. I, I don't know what the news is there, but it's down 30%. Peninsula Energy, Panoramic Resources, 88 Energy. Um, again, sort of a mixed bag there, perhaps. Uh, just, just worth noting, mm -hmm. Epirionics is to produce titanium components for the Ford Motor Company. So there right. you go. That's why that was up. Up 69%. 69%, yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. We'll have to get yeah, that on our uh, watch list from now on. They have a unique 100% recycled low carbon titanium metal. And uh, they've been uh, collaborating with Ford in terms of designing and testing, manufacturing a series of high quality titanium components. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, we should get you working in PR. <laughs> 
Um, let's go and have a look at what's on uh, tonight. I, I don't know if we have to mention again, but there is a certain central <laughs> bank meeting tomorrow morning. Um, UK industrial production and trade balance won't be that impactful, but we did have that strong data out of the UK last night, mm. which sort of stoked further concerns about um, one more aggressive policy from the Bank of England. It meets next week. Um, tomorrow, also going to be very influential. There is that speculation that perhaps we will get... Um, the decision or a decision from the PBOC, we will have yes. um, a lot of data out. Absolutely, China, tomorrow. Monthly data yep. tomorrow as well. Mm. And our jobs numbers too will come out. Yes, oh gosh. Well, it's a busy, busy week. It isn't is a it? busy week. And then we'll have the ECB the night after that yeah. and the BOJ the day after that. So, well, hold on to your hats. It could be well, pretty exciting, mean. perhaps. Um, but, well, I think that, uh, that's, that's all for us. For, for us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. We'll just wait for the things to happen now. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Yes, Kyle. Yeah, it is. I won't be able to sleep. 4 a.m. You'll, you'll see me in tomorrow morning, bleary-eyed, uh, excited, and um, hopefully on the right side of the, of the, oh, of the short trade to, on the Nasdaq, there's, there's more to life than watching central banks and inflation. Not when you live by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all my life. Anyway, let's uh, wrap that up then before um, Dave brings out the world's smallest violin for me. Um, remember, you can catch up on all the news and interviews on your website. And uh, Otherwise, see you tomorrow morning. Could be an interesting one. Yep. Bye. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission.